from Matthew chapter 4. Now, when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the sea, in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Land of Nebulun, land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea, across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and for those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father, Zebedee, mending their nets. And he called them. Immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Christ. You may be seated. After Jesus heard that John the Baptist had been arrested, after he made his home in Capernaum by the sea, he begins his public ministry. Jesus preaches, he proclaims, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near, which might sound familiar to John the Baptist preaching, as he's been sort of maybe picking off where John left, left picking up where John left off. But it's actually sort of a different message. Jesus is proclaiming for people to turn from, that's what repent means, right? To turn away, to turn from the life they know, because God's reign is close, because God is close. Because Jesus is here. And as our reading continues, Jesus recruits his first disciples in the Gospel of Matthew, needing very little encouragement. These four disciples join Jesus in his ministry and on his journey. Two sets of brothers leave behind what they know in order to follow Jesus. For Simon and Andrew, the Gospel writer Matthew gives us a different account than we heard last week on how Simon and Andrew become disciples. If you were here last Sunday, the Gospel of John had a slightly different call story for these two. Anybody remember what it was? It's okay if you go, I see the wide eyes. I'm like, oh no, we're supposed to remember what happened last Sunday? It's okay, that's why I'm here, I'll tell you. Andrew was one of these two sort of intense followers of John the Baptist who starts to follow Jesus after hearing John say that this is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And then in John's Gospel, Andrew goes on to tell his brother Simon, who becomes Simon Peter, about Jesus, and he joins in the group following Jesus too. It's a slightly different call story than we have today. And it's always sort of interesting to me, because I'm a pastor, so I'm a Bible nerd, I get it, but I always love these little differences we see in the Gospels, because it's Kind of like when you're at a party with a dozen people, and you try to ask each person the next day, what happened last night? And every single person will tell you maybe the same sort of general events, but slightly different details throughout the whole thing. The Gospels are kind of like that, too. And maybe 
Andrew and Simon had, in fact, already met Jesus and started following him, but got called back to work as fishermen for the day, it would explain how they were so willing to quickly leave their nets behind. But maybe this is, in fact, their first encounter with this Jesus person. We can't really know for sure. What we do know is that in our reading today, Simon and Andrew are going about their usual routine when Jesus calls to them. As Matthew tells it, they were fishermen, and they were casting their nets into the sea, and from the shoreline, there's Jesus calling out to them, saying, follow me, I will make you fish for people. And that's a weird thing to say to anybody. It's a little bit, I mean, it's okay, it's a weird thing to say. We're used to it because we hear it so much as people of faith, but it's a weird thing to say. And we usually talk about it as being sort of a fun wordplay, that they were fishermen, they've been fishing for fish, but now Jesus is calling them to seek to fish for people. And there is certainly something about evangelism and mission there that seemed to fit well with that reading. But there's another reading, too, that I thought was really interesting, because as fishermen living in ancient Israel under Roman rule, the majority of the revenue from their work would go to the Roman Empire, under taxes. And now we can all complain about taxes, and we will, I'm sure, but the early disciples were experiencing something that's a lot different than what we experience today as taxes. The taxes of the Roman Empire were crippling. People would barely have enough to feed their families after paying what was due and would regularly be arrested and sent to prison for not being able to pay. The taxes of the Roman Empire were crippling. And none of those taxes went that went out ever came back to the people who paid it. Those funds were not for roads or schools or any kind of social programs. They were for the pockets of those in power, for the pockets of Rome. And so there is an argument to be made that Andrew and Simon were actually working for, fishing for, the Roman Empire. <coughs> the ones who oppressed them, who keep them in poverty because 90% of the fish they caught went to Rome. And so they were fishing for Rome. So what if Jesus is saying, come and follow me. You won't be working for the empire anymore. You'll be working for people, for the people, for those in need, for those in our community, for those God is calling you to. As we get ready for our annual meeting today in just a little bit, I hope you will all join us. We need your vote. Um, I can't help but think about what this might sound like for us in 2020. Likely, most of us aren't working for the Roman Empire, but there are systems in our society and in our culture of brokenness and oppression that we sometimes prefer to ignore, prefer not to think about, not to talk about. We sometimes like to stay in our usual routine, even if it's not really where we're meant to be, because it's comfortable and it feels safe. What might it mean for us as a church to be working for people, for God, not for the powers that be or for our own personal interests in this world? I wonder if that's how Simon and Andrew heard it, to drop their nets and do something entirely new, something entirely for others. I wonder if that's how they understood following Jesus. Because I'm always amazed at the response from them. Immediately they left their nets and followed they just simply hear Jesus calling and begin to answer the call in the first way they know how. I wonder if they jumped out of their boat and swam to shore. <laughs> the first thing for them is to leave behind what's keeping them comfortable, what's keeping them safe, what's
keeping them from moving towards the unknown, their nets. And so they drop them, and they go towards Jesus. And they don't know what's going to happen next, what fishing, what working for people looks like. They don't even really know what it means to follow Jesus or who Jesus really is. Leaving behind their comfort, their safety, their livelihoods also means leaving behind the only way that they can pay the Roman Empire. It's not just about walking away from comfort, it is moving towards risk. And like Simon and Andrew, we're given another couplet of brothers James and John who are sitting with their father Zebedee in their boat, working on their nets. And just like Simon and Andrew, here comes Jesus. And just like Simon and Andrew, James and John immediately drop their nets and take those first steps. They leave their boat, their father, and they take those first steps into the unknown. I wonder if they said goodbye. I wonder if they swam to the shore. I wonder what their father thought about all of this as he watched his two sons leave. Did he give his blessing? Did he shout at them in frustration? Whatever his response, James and John leave behind the security of their work, the comfort of their family, and take those first steps towards Jesus. Because when God is close, when the kingdom from heaven has come near, when you hear Jesus call out to you from the shoreline, it seems the only response is to move forward. It's the kind of faith, kind of trust that changes us that turns us from what we know, calling us to follow Jesus, to work for people, to serve people, to serve God. And it might mean that we need to leave some things behind. Our nets might not be our livelihood or our taxes, unfortunately, we get to leave those behind. They might not be our families or our friends, but they are far more likely nets of a different sort, our safety nets our comfort zones. Into the unknown of God's work, Jesus calls us into God's kingdom near to us, and those safety nets don't hold up there. We leave all this behind because Jesus calls us into this, and because for Jesus, there were no safety nets. Jesus was called into the entire world, called to save the entire world from sin and death, oppression and suffering, from brokenness and fear. Jesus goes to the cross to call us from the lake shore, preaching, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Turn from what you know, because God is close. So that we might turn towards those things or those people we might want to ignore. So that we might leave our nets behind, our comforts, our fears, and really follow Jesus. Because to follow Jesus means to follow him as he walks to the cross to his death, and to his resurrection, to his victory over the brokenness of this world, to triumph over sin for us, for you and for me, for the forgiveness of our sin, so that you and I could know this closeness to God, so that you and I could know that this God who sends God's own Son sends Jesus for us so that we can take those steps into whatever unknown Jesus might be calling us to, so that we together can fish for people, work for people, and work for God, so that we might hear Jesus calling to us, hear him say, come and follow me, and we might leave our nets behind. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen.